Welcome, Pod. And welcome back in to TCM Pod. Chris and Spencer Mathis back here with you guys. You guys, if you're not following us on social media, you are missing out. At L Savage Spence on Twitter for Spencer, at the Chris Mathis. We do a good job of uh, explaining and discussing and sharing our tidbits and thoughts on games, coaches, even owners. Yeah, we got some interesting stuff there on David Tapper of Carolina. We'll get into here a little bit later on in the program. But first and foremost, when looking at the Philadelphia Eagles, a team that we expected to have a good year this year, they did for the majority of the year, but now down the stretch, the home stretch, they're struggling, Spence. They're one and four over the last five games. They're not closing out. They lost to the Arizona Cardinals this weekend. was not pretty whatsoever. You have wide receiver A.J. Brown ticked off, didn't want to speak to the media. This guy's been in the conversation regarding, you know, being a diva in the National Football League several times this season. He's seen some instances where he's arguing with his quarterback, Jalen Hurts, other instances where he's, uh, you know, not running his routes, the whole nine yards. There's a problem going on in Philadelphia, and it seems to have come right after both their coordinators, their big-time coordinators, went off uh, to start off this year. And now it looks like Nick Sirianni is not that great of a head coach. I know it's year one without those two guys, but things are not looking pretty right now in Philadelphia, even though they do what have 10 wins so far in the season. Unfortunately, in the same division as the Dallas Cowboys, who are also rocking it right now. Yeah, and you love to see it if you're not an Eagles fan. And that's basically anybody who's not an Eagles fan does not like the Eagles. I mean, they're a very unlikable team. They always have been. Their head coach, I think, gets on everybody's nerves. He's a very unlikable guy. I mean, just the team in general, I'm happy to see them not do so well right now. Um, another thing with that is the Chiefs as well, not playing very good. They're struggling. They finally got a big victory last week against the Cincinnati Bengals. But again, I like to see the Super Bowl teams from the previous year not have that same success the next year. And that's exactly what we're seeing right now because the Eagles right now, they're, if the Bucs win on Sunday, that's the team the Bucs are probably going to play because I don't think the Cowboys are going to lose to the Commanders next week, even though that is a, a matchup in division between those two. If the Cowboys win, they win the division next week, and that would put the Buccaneers versus whoever wins the NFC South um, or the Buccaneers versus the, the Eagles or the Eagles versus whoever else wins the NFC South. Could be the Falcons, Bucks, or the Saints um, based off of the outcomes next week. But again, the Eagles are struggling offensively, and I think it, a lot of it starts – with your quarterback, Jalen Hurts, and we're seeing a lot of question marks with him heading into next season, at least not based off of the fact that he would be dropped or anything or benched or anything, but the guy's got to get better because this year he's having a little bit of a slump compared to last year, at least over what the last 10 games or so. Um, at the beginning of the season, I believe they were undefeated for the, for a good, a good while to start the year and they looked good. And I would say at least over the last five weeks, like you mentioned, one and four overall, the run game isn't as good. The uh, tush push isn't being talked about too much because it's hasn't been that successful. I haven't really seen much. I don't really watch a lot of Philadelphia Eagles games, but I keep up with with the uh, the top headlines with that team. And huge loss last week to the Arizona Cardinals. And, and the Cardinals are a team that you may think want to win, um, <laughs> but do they really? I mean, they've got a first-year head coach in Jonathan Gannon. They're heading into next year. They were pretty much primed to pick up uh, the best wide receiver in Marvin Harrison Jr. or one of the top five quarterbacks in the draft, top three quarterbacks in the draft. Now with a huge victory over the Philadelphia Eagles, which they stumbled the, their way into if you watch the game. Uh, not too sure what the what what the Eagles fans can think of after that game because you want to win that game and you definitely don't want to be the laughingstock of the NFL. And right now, Philadelphia is one and four in the last five. Not looking great. Of course, still going to be a playoff team, but they've got to get it figured out before the playoffs start. And that's two weeks from now for them because they're not going to have a first round buy if they don't win the NFC East. And I don't think they're going to, I believe the Cowboys are the better team. 
And we've seen that whenever they played each other as well. And I believe the Cowboys are going to win that NFC East. And Philadelphia Eagles fans are going to have to take a seat back. Um, you're going to have to see Jalen Hurts really look himself in the mirror and find out what's wrong with that offense because it also starts with their play calling as well. It's not been good. They had their offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator move on. I'm not too sure about the stability of this team moving forward, at least into the playoffs this year. I think they're going to have a good base for the next couple of years. But Sirianni has got to get it rolling with the Eagles right now, and so does that Eagles offense because there's not a lot being talked about them in a positive light right now, one and four in their last five. And uh, we'll see how they do come playoff time whenever they play whoever wins the NFC South because of that uh, Cowboys-Commanders game. It is an easy lock on the uh, Cowboys heading in to next week. And again, talking about the Philadelphia Eagles, their quarterback situation, Jalen Hurts is a baller, but he's struggling right now. I can't figure out what the issue is there. I do have a take regarding the Chicago Bears and their quarterback situation as they do have the top draft pick here in this year's NFL draft. Before we get into that, you spoke about the Arizona Cardinals and them not wanting to win that game over the weekend against the Philadelphia Eagles. There was a video that took off from Cardinals general manager, I believe it's Monty Austin Fort, who was uh, you know, watching the game. The Eagles were up 31-28 with about 36 seconds left. It was second and goal for the Cardinals. They were about to have a chance to, to win this football game against the Philadelphia Eagles. And you can see he looks frantic. He's kind of panicking on the sideline. And a lot of people are assuming that it's because he's realizing he's missing out on drafting a top wide receiver like Marvin Harrison Jr. to help out his quarterback, Kyler Murray. And with that win over the Eagles, you pretty much just dismiss that because Marvin Harrison Jr. will most definitely go top three in this year's NFL draft, maybe top five, maybe he'll drop down to five, depending on what happens with that first overall pick, which I do believe with the reports that came out early this weekend, Spence, and uh, the situation of Matt Eberflus as head coach of the Chicago Bears, it has been reported that he's expected to be back in 2024, which sounds surreal to me, but number one, my biggest takeaway from that is the fact that that tells me that Justin Fields is their guy. He is their quarterback there in Chicago and, and I think if you were to bring in a new head coach, it only makes sense for you to draft a guy with the number one overall pick, whoever that head coach wants. But since that's not going to happen, since the reports and the rumors are that Iberflus will be back in the Windy City, I feel as if Justin Fields will stay put as the quarterback there with the Chicago Bears. And they'll use that first and 10th overall draft pick to better themselves, maybe move around a little bit, maybe pick Marvin Harrison Jr., there's a lot of different angles you could go here, but are you with me in thinking that this is Justin Fields' job there in Chicago and that he's going to stick? Or do you feel like, hey, Justin Fields is going to move on and Chicago will bring in a new head coach such as like a Jim Harbaugh and they'll draft a rookie quarterback in this year's draft starting in April? Look, I wasn't a fan of Eber, Eberflus before this season started. Of course, I don't think anybody was, but to see the Chicago Bears have seven wins this year, they really smacked the Atlanta Falcons this Sunday. Atlanta Falcons fans, if you're listening, close your ears. I mean, Justin Fields made some incredible plays versus the Falcons. He's made some huge plays this year. He's got a really good receiver in DJ Moore. He's over 1,200 yards this year together. The offensive line still isn't together for them, and that is a big issue. Um, I do believe, though, with, with them having the first pick, I don't think that they should go with a quarterback because Caleb Williams, I mean, is he – Obviously, he was a huge prospect coming into this year, but them going seven and five this year, I think may even dispel him being the number one overall pick. And now that Chicago holds that that number one overall pick, I think Justin Fields stays put. And hopefully, that's what I'm hoping because I don't want the Atlanta Falcons to get their hands on Justin Fields. Um, I do believe that Atlanta may go out there and get Kirk Cousins, but that's beside the fact right now. Again, 
Arizona with that with that victory against the Eagles on Sunday. Uh, it does put them in a little bit of a predicament because are they going to stick with Kyler Murray? Do they want him to be the franchise quarterback heading forward? Of course, he signed that big contract two years ago now, but he missed a lot of this year, missed a big chunk of last season as well. Do they want to move on from him? Now I believe with the Bears getting that first overall pick, is it that big of a deal for the Cardinals general manager? Because they could go with a younger with a younger quarterback and a lot less salary cap hit if you were to trade away Kyler Murray. And I'm sure a lot of teams would want him. And I'm not too sure the Cardinals are at a point right now where they shouldn't be rebuilding. Look at that team from top to bottom. That roster is not meant to win. Even with a star quarterback in Kyler Murray, I don't think that that's a team that's going to be winning anytime soon. And maybe um, with the Bears getting the first overall pick, if they stay put with Justin Fields, I think the Cardinals are content with drafting a quarterback with Marvin Harrison Jr. coming off the board at number one, which could be the thing. Obviously, he hasn't played in the bowl game. He didn't play in the bowl game is what I should say. We'll see what... NFL draft experts want the the wide receiver Harrison to go. Um, obviously, he's probably the best talent we've seen at the wide receiver position since. I mean, I can't put a finger on the best receiver we've seen since probably what 2014. Julio. Yeah, 2011 with Julio Jones, OBJ coming out of LSU, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson. Those guys, those guys weren't even first, first overall picks. Usually, it's a quarterback thing. But look back at the last three quarterbacks drafted number one overall, or just at the number one overall quarterbacks drafted in general. You take a look at that. You take a long gander at that. These quarterbacks don't pan out most of the time because they're put in such bad situations. The quarterbacks that are picked in the late 20s, um, maybe even the 30s like Lamar Jackson or, or Will Levis coming up for the Tennessee Titans. I mean, maybe the thing now moving forward will be to draft a skill position number one overall. And I think this year starts it with Chicago. And I think Justin Fields should be the quarterback next year. They were chanting his name um, with that big victory over Atlanta this week to put them at seven wins. And they still have the first overall pick. I mean, the Bears are a scary team to look at next year. They, I forget who they signed halfway through the season as a pass rusher, a very good pass rusher defensive end um, that has really propelled that defense as well. But again, the Bears heading into next year look good. And if they were to get Marvin Harrison Jr. and spend the rest on some offensive line, maybe even some money on the offensive line, that team could be scary. And I, I would like to see Chicago be a good team again. And for Justin Fields' sake, he needs a little bit of stability. I don't think him going to Atlanta would be the best thing for him. It would definitely help the Falcons out a little bit. They'd probably be a playoff team next season. But again, Justin Fields being stable in Chicago, I think right now is a lock, depending on what happens in week number 18. They could be an eight-win team this season, which coming in this year, I think everybody put them at four wins after last season's debacle, where Justin Fields started off, I think, 2-0 and ended up a terrible, terrible record. Uh, but with them getting the first overall pick and another first-round pick as well, thanks to Carolina's stupidity and trading up to get Bryce Young, who's not been great so far this year for Carolina, I think the Bears stay put. They draft Marvin Harrison Jr. and next season, uh, I think they're a team to watch out for in the NFC. Yeah, it would be incredible, you know, doing a little bit of research mid-show here. The last wide receiver to go first overall was in 1996. Keyshawn Johnson, a guy that we know a thing or two about with the New York Jets. And, uh, you know, I mean, he played 11 seasons there, and he did win a Super Bowl with the Buccaneers, a three-time Pro Bowler, 10,571 career yards just 64 touchdowns. So I think that, you know, they learned their lesson. Hey, maybe receivers don't go first overall. Marvin Harrison Jr. is a different story. And looking here at the draft board, if the season were to win today, the Arizona Cardinals have the fourth overall draft pick. The Patriots have the third overall draft pick. New England has to go quarterback there, in my opinion. The Commanders would sit at number two. They also have to go quarterback. So maybe the Bears, maybe there's a way they could trade down to like pick three or four and uh, be able to secure Marvin Harrison Jr. there. 
Uh, and also, you know, you can't build a car, I should say, just from having incredible tires on the outside. And I'm talking about receivers on the football field. You have to have a great engine there, too. And that's what the interior offensive line. So I don't know if there's that top prospect that you take at number one if you're the Chicago Bears or if you drop down to four or five on the offensive line and then take maybe Marvin Harrison Jr. You got so much opportunity to move picks around here, but they do have the first and the 10th overall draft pick as of right now, which is exciting for Chicago. And on top of that, the fans were chanting there against Atlanta, we want fields, we want fields. Like the Bears have bought in to Justin Fields. The fans are buying into the so-called hype. Finally, it's taken a few years. It's cool to see this guy succeed and do his thing. And his progression from that first game against the Buccaneers this season where he took way too long to get rid of the football has been nothing short of impressive. He's been balling out. He's got great pocket awareness, too. He's getting rid of the football as quickly as he can, as he possibly can. He doesn't have much help other than DJ Moore, so that'll be interesting to watch there with that. Again, NFC South has been topic of discussion here on TCM Pod for good reason, too. It felt like the Atlanta Falcons were going to win the South at one point. We crowned them NFC South champions, then the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last week, and then they fall short on Sunday. Right here in my backyard at Raymond James Stadium, Chris Mathis here with iHeartRadio, iHeartMedia Tampa Bay, and the 953 WDAE Studio, brought to you by Rude Air Conditioning. But on top of that and what happened with the Buccaneers, the NFC South is still up for grabs. If the Bucs win here this week against the Carolina Panthers in Charlotte, they do win the division. If they lose... It's the winner of that Saints-Falcons game that will come out on top. So it is going to be very fun to watch. You know, the Buccaneers should prevail over the lowly Carolina Panthers who had what was a debacle last weekend. Um, I'm forgetting. They played against Jacksonville, got shut out. They really don't have much talent there. Bryce Young, the quarterback, no help around Bryce Young, the rookie out of Alabama. Tampa Bay should win this football game here on Sunday. It's 1 o'clock kickoff. We'll make our picks here in just a few moments for week 18 of the NFL season, the final week of the regular season. But I'm not going to write it in stone. I'm really not. The Bucs should win. The problem for me right now is Baker Mayfield's banged up. Devin White got pulled, by the way, and replaced by K.J. Britt in that game on Sunday against the Saints. There are a lot of headlines heading into this game here in Charlotte, Spence. Yeah, and again, us crowning the Atlanta Falcons as NFC champions is still in the picture. Um, in one, in some reality, the Bucks lose to the Panthers on Sunday, and the Falcons beat the the New Orleans Saints. They win the division. Obviously, they are not a playoff caliber team, but they could win the division. I think the Saints are on the fringe of being a playoff caliber team. I think the Buccaneers just really laid an egg on Sunday. But it is in the ball is in the hands or in the court of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers heading into Sunday's matchup versus the Carolina Panthers. 26-0 to zero they lost last week. Bryce Young having a pretty bad season. I think this Buccaneers team is going to go out there on Sunday and defeat the Bryce Young-led Panthers because obviously it's always hard for a rookie quarterback to face a blitz, and maybe this is a time that we actually see a Todd Bowles blitz package come in and maybe um, disrupt the timing of Bryce Young, which has been a big factor for him this season with how bad that offensive line is. But the Buccaneers' defense has got to make some adjust adjustments. These zone blitzes, on third and five, the images of, of the defenses that the Buccaneers are putting out there on third downs and shorts is crazy. They're blitzing six, playing zone coverage, 10 yards a cushion on third and five. They've got to fix this heading into next season and heading into next game if you want to even be here next season, talking to Todd Bull specifically. 
Um, it's a it's a big if, it's a big ask for the Buccaneers head coach to make because he's been here for two years. He's not made too many adjustments. And I think these last four weeks, I think this Buccaneers team has just really rallied around and not been um, coached up by Todd Bowles uh, heading into these games. Obviously, four-game winning streak before Sunday against the Saints, but is it really that much Todd Bowles or is it the players finally having some accountability and playing well? It comes down to Todd Bowles being a good leader maybe with, with that, but schematically, he's a great defensive coordinator, but for some reason, since he's became the Buccaneers head coach, we have the worst pass defense in the NFL, 32nd ranked. And a lot of that comes down to the Bucs blitzing six on every single play, dropping five into coverage, zone coverage, and all you got to do is read an open guy and make the play. And the Buccaneers play like a team that's leading by 20 at all times, but they're not. They try to establish a run when they're down by 13 like they were last week. They still continue to blitz and play back zone coverage like they did against the Saints. Um, on Sunday, and I think that's going to have to be something that they're really going to need to adjust if uh, the Glazers want to stick with Todd Bowles heading into next season. That is a big game on Sunday for Tampa Bay over the Carolina Panthers. And again, big game for the Atlanta Falcons, big game for the New Orleans Saints in that one. And those games are happening simultaneously. So we're going to get to see whoever the victor of the NFC South is by 4 p.m. on Sunday, uh, January 7th. Yeah, it'll be exciting, obviously. And when you talk about the Buccaneers in that four-game winning streak, also this is credit to our dad, Spence. He said, who did the Bucs play during that four-game winning streak? And you look at it, it started with a win against the Panthers at home. Guess what? They won by three points, 21-18. Then they won on the road to the Atlanta Falcons, 29-25. Again, another subpar team, another NFC South team. Then they go to Lambeau, and they dominate the Green Bay Packers. Now, Green Bay has had some success this year, but they're not a great team by any means. The benefit there, I think I should say that the big credit for the Buccaneers there in that game was it was a road game at Lambeau Field. It was incredible there. The offense was firing. Then you take on the Jacksonville Jaguars here in Tampa last week, and that's a team that was sputtering as well. They've now lost they've lost four in a row heading into their game against Carolina this past weekend in which they won and snapped that losing streak, but that's not a good team either. So they won four games. Three of those games against teams that are not very good. One against a team that's that's respectable in the Green Bay Packers, and it was on the road. And then you take on a division rival in the New Orleans Saints, and you lose. You fall flat on your face. And that's not a very good team either. Honestly, the Saints are not a very good football team. There is that rivalry aspect. They both want the NFC South title. But at the end of the day, it's not like they played a great team. So four games, during that four-game winning streak, they played one pretty good football team. The rest were either banged up or not very good or just rivalry matchups. And then they have a chance here this time around. We know how rivalry games are. You can win any given Sunday, any given Monday, any given Thursday night football game in the NFL. It does not matter. And the fact that the Panthers already fell short to the Buccaneers and only lost by three earlier this season right here in our backyard, it's a bit concerning to me because you do think, okay, it's tough to beat the same team twice, much less do it. And a what, a month span, five-week span, and you're going to their hometown? Yeah, nobody shows up for the Panther games. I believe you're going. That's at least the rumor on the street. But at the same time, it's not like that's a team that has anything to lose. They want to spoil, and they don't have anything to gain either. This team is not going to have a first-round draft pick in this year's draft either. Why not spoil the team that they are playing last and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, try to knock them out of the playoffs because if the Bucs lose – they very well do, will do so, and that'll be it. That'll be history for this 2023-2024 Buccaneer team. And yeah, Todd Bowles, too. Yeah, those division matchups are the reason that I can't dispel these this four-game win streak for the Bucs because 
The Panthers are in division. That's always going to be within 10 points. This time it was within three. The Falcons were still at the top of the NFC South whenever the Buccaneers defeated them at home in Atlanta, 29-25, to another division game. The Packers had a good offense. Obviously, their defense has been a problem all year, but they were still in the wild card whenever the Bucs defeated them. And the Jaguars had eight wins on the season, eight and six heading into the game against the Buccaneers, and the Bucs beat them handedly. So I think that four-game win streak can't be dispelled. And then again, the Saints matchup last Sunday, NFC South matchup. And that is going to be a coin flip. The Buccaneers won the first one. They lose the second one. This week, again, big game versus Carolina, NFC South again. It's going to be close, I believe. Like you say, it's going to, they're, they're going to pull out all the tricks. They're going to pull out all the stops. And I think the Buccaneers, at the end of the day, are going to come out on top because they are the better team. Maybe not the better coach team, but they do have the better roster. They have the better players. And I think those guys are going to go out there on Sunday and pick up a very, very important victory against the Carolina Panthers. I do think it'll be close for some of the game. But I got the Bucks winning by over a touchdown, probably 10 points in Carolina uh, this Sunday at the, uh, what is it, Bank of America Stadium. Yeah, I mean, I hope you're right. There, That should happen for sure. And speaking of the Panthers, and, you know, I want to say a certain word here, but I'm not going to. What's going on up there is not good. You see David Tepper. I know you wanted to talk about that. It looked like he threw a drink onto a Jaguar fan here over the weekend from his suite there um, in Jacksonville, which is, there's no excuse for that. And, you know, it's something that we do see with owners on occasion. I mean, there have been some owners that retaliate and they are disappointed with what they've seen from their team. He threw a drink onto a fan and you see the Jaguar fan, you know, looking back up into the suite like, hey, what's going on? Why would you do that? And even if the Jaguar fan said something to David Tepper, there's no excuse to do that, man. No excuse. Yeah, if I was the, the Jaguars fan that got that drink thrown on me, I would be in a neck brace immediately. Um, saying that it, it hurt me, I would sue the guy because imagine how much money you could get out of him for throwing, for assaulting you with a with a dangerous weapon. It could have uh -huh. been, um, it could have been a child he hit with alcohol. Could have intoxicated the child and made him do things. So that's a uh, that's a big thing for the owner to do. And again, if I were to go to that game on Sunday, I'm going to try and find the uh, the box that Tepper's sitting in. I'm going to get him back. I'm going to throw yeah, my water up there at him, uh, splash him a little bit. Whenever the Buccaneers win the South, I'll be excited. But again, um, that's just not a good look for Carolina, and it's a team that hasn't looked good since they got rid of Cam Newton. Obviously, it was a thing that I think had to have happened because Cam Newton was definitely washed in his NFL career after that injury that he suffered against T.J. Watt whenever Watt basically took out his throwing shoulder. But again, the Panthers have been at the bottom of the barrel for a while now, especially the last two seasons with Matt Rule at head coach, and the next year you have whoever they hired this year. I can't even remember the guy's name at this point, but he was a respected coach before he went there. Goes there, sucks. And now you're looking at the Carolina Panthers again, needing a head coach next season. And they're going to have to find somebody that really likes Bryce Young. And a guy that I'm kind of looking into, if I'm the Carolina Panthers, is the guy that's coaching the number one ranked team in college football right now with Michigan and Harbaugh. I think that's a, a must. They need somebody that has gone somewhere. He's done good before. Or they need somebody. I don't think, they, I don't think they're a team that can go out there and get a young head coach who, had his, who hasn't been a head coach before. Because that team needs stability, that team needs a leader, and it's going to have to be somebody that's done it for a while. But again, Carolina not looking good right now, and I hope they don't look good on Sunday against the Buccaneers for our sanity. Yeah, no doubt about it. The Buccaneers have to win. Should be exciting here. Bucks have been up and down like a roller coaster at Busch Gardens. Hopefully they get it done. I'm hoping they get it done here on Sunday against the, New Orleans, or sorry, against the Carolina Panthers. They did not get the job done against the Saints as we continue to round out TCM pod we're going to get into our picks for week 18 Spencer 
of the NFL season. And here we go, diving right into it with Thursday Night Football. The Pittsburgh Steelers take on the Baltimore Ravens. This game kicks off at 4.30. I should say Saturday, no Thursday Night Football, Saturday uh, this week. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Steelers. The, spread, the, the Steelers three-and-a-half-point road favorites over the Ravens. Yeah, the Ravens have clinched their division. They are going to be sitting everybody. It's going to hurt me in my fantasy championship because I have Lamar Jackson at quarterback. But again, I'm going to go with the Steelers. I think they're going to continue to try and win with Rudolph and maybe sneak into a playoff spot, of course. And Tomlin will have more stability in Pittsburgh because he's never had a losing season. And that was something maybe five weeks ago where you're thinking that he could not be the coach next year for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, give me the Steelers in that game. I'm going to take them by just the three because I don't think even with the Ravens having their backups that they're not going to try out there because a win is a win in the NFL and you want to end the season with as many wins as possible. But all the backups are going to be in. I think Tyler Huntley is a, a very serviceable backup for the Baltimore Ravens. So give me the Steelers in this game by three points over the Ravens. Yes, you. so the spread three and a half, Spence. So you're going to say they win, but back to recover by the Ravens? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to roll with – I'm going to say the Steelers – Oh, man. You know what? Kenny Pickett is not playing. You got Mason Rudolph, who's balling out right now, 2-0, 540 passing yards, two passing touchdowns, no picks right now. He's the starter week 18. I'm still going to take the Ravens to win this game there at home. I don't think they lose even with the backups in. Moving on now, the other game Saturday night, Houston Texans at Indianapolis Colts. Huge game here in the AFC South. And looking at the spread, the Colts one-point home favorites there in Indy. Yeah, did the Texans play this week? I I I think they did. I didn't see anything this week about C.J. Stroud. So that's interesting. But again, Stroud is back. He had the concussion. I'm, I, I can't recall any game that they played in. Maybe they did and they had the backup in and just none of it was reported. But that they is, did. Yeah, they played. They beat the Titans 26-3 to on Sunday. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so this is a game that decides who wins their division in the AFC and – I think Houston's a better team because what two weeks ago we saw the the Indianapolis Colts lose to the Atlanta Falcons twenty nine to nine with Heineke at quarterback, and then you see the next week the Falcons get smacked by Chicago at home. Um, give me the Texans in that game with CJ Stroud. I want to see him in the playoffs. I don't want to see Gardner Minshew in the playoffs, regardless. But I think that's going to be a good game. What was the spread of that one? And Indianapolis, I believe, is the home team, correct? Uh, yeah, the spread was one point for the Colts. Yeah, give me the Texans in that game, and of course. They will take that one. I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna say the the Texans by four in that huge, huge game for them, which is basically a mirror of the NFC South games going on on Sunday. Yeah, should be exciting there. I'm gonna take the Texans to win this game on the road as well. I think they do pull off the upset again, one point dogs on the road. Continuing into Sunday's game, we'll get right into it. Tampa Bay Buccaneers at Carolina Panthers. If the Bucs win, they're in. If they lose, it comes down to the winner of the Falcon and Saints game. The Bucs are five-and-a-half-point road favorites there in Charlotte. Yeah, give me the Buccaneers by 10 points. I'm looking for a Baker-Mayfield-Tom um, Brady match game. Remember last year where, where Brady, in his third-to-last game in his career, threw for 420 yards and four touchdowns, dominated in that game. They ended up scoring 30 points in that one. They went for two twice. And the Buccaneers won 30-23 to to clinch the NFC South, and that was the final day of 2022 so give me the Buccaneers in this one. Clinch the NFC South again over the Carolina Panthers, this time by 10. I'm taking Baker Mayfield over 300 passing yards, three touchdowns, one to Mike Evans, and two to Godwin in that Ooh. game. Big game out of the running back Rashad White. He's going to get over 1,000. Godwin's going to get his 40 receiving yards to get over 1,000. And the Bucs are going to clinch the NFC South, and they're going to be in the playoffs, rolling in easy. 
Yeah, I'm going to say the Bucks do win this game, not by 10. I think they do cover the spread. They should win this game. If not, fire Todd Bowles by Monday. Have to fire him right away. Um, yep. I will take the Bucks there. Sorry, Steven. Hopefully I'm proven wrong. Got to run into Greg Olson the other day at Raymond James Stadium. That was really cool. So shout out to a Panther legend that does a really good job with Fox Sports. Very nice guy, too. That was pretty neat. Now moving into the other game that matters a lot for the NFC South, the Atlanta Falcons take on the New Orleans Saints there in New Orleans. The Saints, three-and-a-half-point favorites at home over Atlanta. I'm going to take the Atlanta Falcons in this game. Wow. Um, I think it would be a travesty if they end up in the playoffs. I really hope the Buccaneers win on Sunday against the Carolina Panthers, but give me Atlanta Falcons because that is really the biggest rival in the NFC South, those two teams always play each other the hardest. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is for either squad. doesn't matter anything. I'm going to take Atlanta in this game. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but I do think Atlanta will end up being second in the NFC South this year. Wow. All right. Yeah, I thought that they were going to uh, finish second coming into the season. Then at one point, I thought they would win the division. Then it was back to the Saints. Now it's going to stick with the Bucks. But give me the Saints there at home to win. Uh, to cause chaos with Tampa Bay. It's going to add just a lot of pressure. These games will end about the same time. They both kick off at 1 o'clock. The Jags take on the Titans there in Tennessee. The Jags, five-point favorites. Yeah, give me the Jaguars in this game because that entire division where the Jaguars, the Colts, and the Texans are at the top, they all have the same record. They're all, I think, what, nine-win teams or eight-win teams? I can't remember. Yeah, I think they're, they're nine all nine. Seven. Yeah, they're all nine and seven, the top three in that division. So give me the... Hmm. You got yeah. Jags or Titans? Give me the Jags in that game. I think yeah. that it's going to – I don't know what the implications are because I already picked the Texans to win against the Indianapolis Colts. I don't know what would happen if the Texans and the Jaguars win, but I would assume the Jaguars would be the out in that division. What is that, the AFC South? Yeah, you're looking at the AFC South there with Jags and Titans. Do you, do you have the, uh, the conference records ahead in front of you? Uh, no, I do not. No, I don't. But uh, okay. five and eleven Titans, nine and seven yeah, Jaguars. Yeah, just give me the Jaguars. I, don't, I know the Titans are going to go out there. They're going to compete, but they're going to get smacked by the Jaguars. Um, and it's going to come down to either Jacksonville or Houston in the playoffs. Yeah, should be exciting there. I'm going to go with the Jags on the road, win by more than a touchdown over the Titans. The Minnesota Vikings take on the Detroit Lions. Lions coming off a heartbreaker. The Lions five and a half point favorites there uh, in Detroit. Yeah, uh, I'm going to take the Lions in that game. Uh, hopefully not a huge get, huge day for uh, Jared Goff or Jameer Gibbs or Justin Jefferson. I'm going up against all three of those in my championship uh-huh. that for some reason we decided to do a two-week championship. Like what? So my quarterback's gone. He's got guys that are out there playing for the division. Um, it's going to be tough to watch, but I've got, the, I've got the Lions winning that game by a good margin. Give me Detroit in that one by two touchdowns or more. Okay, all right, taking Detroit. I also will take Detroit as they uh, get vengeance there on what was a heartbreaking loss last week with a five-and-a-half-point spread. The Jets take on the Patriots. The Patriots are two-and-a-half-point favorites at home. I'm going to go ahead and say I'm not taking the Patriots to win this game over the Jets. Yeah, I think that I think we may even see a third down field goal attempt for that Patriots kicker just <laughs> to guarantee there's no points on the board because that rookie is awful. Not sure what Belichick was thinking, drafted him in the draft at all, much less. I think he was a fourth or fifth round pick. Um, they cut Nick Foles for Nick Foles for this guy. Give me the Patriots to lose that game somehow. I don't think the Jets are trying to win either, but I think the Patriots are trying to lose a little bit more because Caleb Williams is most likely going to be their quarterback next season, or at least one of these guys are going to be. And huge implications tonight with the uh, Washington quarterback Penix because 
if he wins and they go to the championship, his draft stock goes up. But if he loses, if he doesn't have a good game, he could be very into the first round or maybe even the beginning of the second round like Levis was last season. So huge game for that. But again, give me the Patriots to lose at any cost. I think we're going to see some crazy plays that people are going to be saying, wow, the fix is in. The Patriots are trying to lose this game in Bill Belichick's last game as the head coach of the New England Patriots, which is crazy to think about. Yeah, no doubt about it. I think that will happen. I'm going to take the Jets on the road to beat the Patriots. And you were also talking about the kicker, Nick Folk. I think you accidentally said Nick Foles. Nick Folk was the kicker you were mentioning there uh, who has been relieved of his duties. The Cleveland Browns take on the Cincinnati Bengals here on Sunday. The Bengals four-and-a-half-point home favorites. Yeah, um, that's I don't know why. Uh, the Browns already clinched, I guess. They have no chance to win the division either. Already in a wild card spot, so they must be sitting their starters. Give me Cincinnati in that game. And the AFC North was very, very, very potent this year. Again, everybody went, Everybody had a winning season. Um, the, the worst team in the division is going to have a possibility to have nine wins this year, which is crazy in the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's a crazy division. So give me the Bengals in that one. The Browns are already in. Flacco may even get to rest, which is crazy to think that Flacco is a starting quarterback in 2023. But again, Bengals win that game with Browning at quarterback. Yeah, I also will take the Bengals there in this game on Sunday over the Browns. They're four-and-a-half-point favorites there in Cincy. The Seattle Seahawks are road favorites over Arizona, three-point favorites there over the Cardinals on Sunday. Yeah, I don't think the Cardinals are going to go out there and try to win again. Give me Seattle. They need to win. I'm sure that they're still alive um, statistically in the wild card with the Rams basically winning that division last Sunday. But I'm going to take Seattle in that one. Obviously, they're still alive in the playoff run, and the Cardinals are just going to try and get a better pick in the draft. Yeah, obviously they're upset that they did beat the Eagles. It was a cool win, but they don't want to win another game here this week. I'm going to take Seattle on the road with the spread. The Chicago Bears hit the road to take on the Green Bay Packers. The Packers, three-point favorites there at Lambeau. That's a that's a big game. Um, obviously, none of those teams are making the playoffs. But again, um, if Justin Fields wins in that game, Bears fans all want Justin Fields. Um, if he goes out there and sucks, even though this game doesn't matter, Bears fans may want a different quarterback. It is a week-by-week NFL league. We've seen probably, what, four weeks ago, people already wanted to move on from Justin Fields. Now they all want him. It's like Tampa Bay with Baker Mayfield wanting to re-sign him. He has one poor game. Now they don't want to re-sign him. It's a, it's, it's, it's a weird league that we're in. I think the Packers are going to go out there and win this game over the Chicago Bears. Yeah, should be interesting to see how this uh, all shakes out. For the Chicago Bears, I do think that they will take care of business here in this game with Justin Fields at the helm and give me the spread there as well. Of course, they are three-point underdogs on the road. The Philadelphia Eagles take on the Giants there in Jersey. The Eagles, five-and-a-half-point road favorites. Yeah, Eagles should win that game. It's going to be close. I think it'll be uh, a six-point victory for Philadelphia. Should be exciting. They've lost... Uh, what four of their last five? They have to beat the Eagle, or they have to beat the Giants there on Sunday, 4:25 kickoff. The Los Angeles Rams take on the 49ers on the road. The Niners just three and a half point favorites over the Rams. Yeah, I think the Niners have clinched the division as well. So give me the Rams in that game, uh, trying to get a better seed in the wild card if they're not already the first NFC wild card seed. Yeah, Los Angeles Rams, they're a really good team. They're a dangerous team, too, built Crazy. similarly to where they were a few years ago when they won it all. So not surprised they pull off a, an upset or two there come this postseason. I'll take the Rams to win that game. The Denver Broncos take on the Raiders there in Las Vegas. The Raiders, two-and-a-half-point favorites. Russell Wilson, no longer the quarterback. Yeah, give me the Raiders in that game quickly. Yeah, I'll also take the Raiders. The Los Angeles Chargers will host the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chargers, two-point favorites, obviously expected that the Chiefs will bench their starters there as well. 
Yeah, I don't care who the Chargers are playing against. And obviously, it's the Chiefs' backup team. But give me the Chiefs in that game yeah. uh, by less than a touchdown. But they're going to win that one. Yeah, I also agree. The Chargers are just terrible, truly. The Dallas Cowboys take on the Washington Commanders. Dallas, a 13-point road favorite over the Commanders. I'll take Dallas to win, but I think the Commanders backdoor cover. I think that's just going to randomly be a close game. It's going to come down to the wire, and maybe Sam Howell comes up with it, and the Bucs have to play the Cowboys. Whoever wins the NFC South has to play the Cowboys. But again, I'm going to take the Cowboys in this game, but I would not be shocked to see the uh, the Commanders somehow pull out a victory over the Cowboys. I think it would be funny. But again, I'm still going to take Dallas in that game by a touchdown. Yeah, it should be exciting. Obviously, a rivalry matchup for whatever it's worth there with Washington and what they offer. The Buffalo Bills take on the Miami Dolphins there. The Bills, three-point road favorites over the Dolphins. Yeah, I think the Bills are the better team in that division, and this is for the AFC East, I do believe. Uh, give me Buffalo. I think Josh Allen and the Bills are rolling right now into the playoffs, and they are a playoff team, in my opinion, with just their style of play and how James Cook has been heating up as the season has gone on and Josh Allen's ability to run. Give me the Buffalo Bills to win the AFC East uh, this weekend. Yeah, should be an exciting game. Obviously, Miami... Uh, just got walloped there by Baltimore. Baltimore is for real. My pick to win the Super Bowl. I'll also take the Buffalo Bills on the road to beat the Miami Dolphins on Sunday Night Football. As always, thank you guys for tuning in, Spence. He's got a little bit more. If you're not watching the YouTube video, what are you doing? And go hit subscribe. Spence, what do you got? Um, you got to pick between the Alabama Crimson Tide and Michigan, and you got to pick Washington versus Texas. I've got Alabama winning versus Michigan, and I've got Texas beating Washington tonight. Uh, I've got Michigan and Texas and the national championship oh, wow. game. As always, we appreciate you guys. Hit follow, subscribe, leave a comment down below. Hit the like button at TCM underscore pod.